da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. What's going on, ma'am fam? It's your boy, Richard, here. It sounds a little different. We're down a member, but we're we're adding a piece of family, to quote uh, Mad- to quote uh, Fast and Furious, which is basically the same as Mad About Movies. Kent is out tonight. Kent is, is traveling the world. Uh, he's on his way to, to training camp. For those of you who know what Kent really does for a living, and I, I go, I'll go ahead and spoil it here, he, uh, he works in media for the... Uh, St. Louis Rams, which is tough gig right now because mm-hmm. they're not a team yeah. anymore. But he didn't move over. With, he did not move over, but he is billing them by the hour, and he'll get paid mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. Um. So that's good. No, Kent is uh, out traveling with the Cowboys, and so we're gonna go this week sans Kento. But we do have a friend of the show, long time, probably the longest time friend of the show, and this show. We pride ourselves on not making very many friends. This is an old friend of the show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Put your hands in the air. Wave them like you just do not care to quote that awful Sheldon animated movie. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Batman Shane. Hey. hey. Thanks, guys, for having me. Good to of be course, here. Of course, man. Well, gosh, anytime there's a Comic-Con with DC involved, we know we got to bring you in here. <laughs> um, because no one loves Batman. No one loves DC lore. More than our friend Shane. And, uh, you know, not the best few years uh, for their content. And so, like, we like to bring Shane on because we don't want to crap on it because it's not good. So we bring on a kind of an apologist who ends up crapping on it just with the rest of us because we're very <laughs> persuasive. Extremely persuasive. But at least we tried. That's what, tr- that's what we tried. And Shane has been on for Justice League, for Batman versus Superman, for Lego Batman. Hey. That one was good. You got one, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. We got one. Were you on were you on Wonder Woman? I was indeed. Yeah. Okay. So two yeah, two you're betting five hundred, dude. You're fine. Um uh, but Shane has been on a lot of episodes and is an old friend of, of mine and Ken's and now Brian's. So uh so this is fun. You guys actually hung out at my wedding, which brought me a lot yeah. of joy. Shane and Shane and Brian. You have any stories about that? I will tell you this, Shane. I uh, I I told I told Lindsay that you were going to be on our episode, and I refer to you in my real life as Batman Shane, um, like you <laughs> so do. So my wife and... too. So <laughs> it's That's weird you Batman. put that in the prenup, Wait, but I respect uh, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I said Batman Shane, and Lindsay uh, was confused for a moment. I don't really know why, because we don't. I don't think I know anybody else named Shane, but uh she she said oh right i i call him wedding shane because the only time we've ever talked is at weddings we've oh we've yeah hung out. that is dog, true that is true the yeah the couple of times we've met, they've been at weddings yeah 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 so last wedding was was rb's wedding and it was it was uh, lit. it was <laughs> It was super cool, and I am not super cool, nor nor is Lindsay. And it was me and Lindsay in a corner with uh, Batman Shane and his wife Angela. Correct? I said mm-hmm. that. Right? Yeah. And producer Steven wow. and the five what of us corner. made the, the best team there. Like we, we, <laughs> everybody wished that they could get into our circle. We would not let them. My wedding was, was not uh, that cool. I assure you. But uh, that's nice of you to say. But then Shane and I, afterwards, you, you and Lindsay went uh, back. You guys had a hotel, right? You went to a hotel. And mm-hmm. then Batman, yeah. Shane, and I, and then my like immediate family uh, b- brought the party over to the Adolphus Hotel and rocked it. 
until about nice. 2, 2 a.m., which I felt bad because then Shane and Angela had to Uber like 40 minutes away, <laughs> and it was like $9 million. It was. Uh, at 2 a.m., and I apologize. Uber I apologize was triple still. digits. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's the Hollywood money. I got it, baby. <laughs> 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 that, nah, you just took a, kind of a you took a two days off of cocaine and that thing was paid off <laughs> <laughs> yeah now nah, it was awesome to see you guys it was good to see everybody it really was like in a weird way it was like it was your wedding and then a subsection of that it was like a mad about movies vip party that like there was, was. Kind of kent That's was the in the house kent and zoe were there uh uh, producer Steven, the aforementioned. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that had been on the show. Brian, you might remember more than me. I sold a lot of tickets to our VIP guests to come and hang out at your <laughs> wedding. You never saw them, but they were there. They were there. Cool, Made man. It was fun. We rented out a bar. Shout like out to Adrian. Back of a bar. You coming down for that. Yeah. No. Hey, what up, Adrian? I wish Adrian <laughs> would come. I would have absolutely flown him down if I had known that was an option. Uh, yeah, we rented out the back of a bar, and it was just kind of a good kind of. I my goal with my wedding was to do all the stuff people like about a wedding without any of the stuff they don't like. Did I succeed? I wanted, yeah, yeah. Oh, I wanted nice, fun people, yeah. and I wanted uh, an open bar, and I wanted no speeches and no boring ceremony. We did all that without you guys, and then it was just the fun part. That was my goal. I wanted to give all highs, no lows. So that sounds like a Drake song, but... Uh, <laughs> But there we are. So anyway, Comic-Con is upon us. I always think of Comic-Con as a, as a August activity. Did it used to be in August? Or am I stupid? I, I think know. it's I think always it been always... July. Has it always been yeah, July? It's always like okay. super late July. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm stupid then. Um, yeah. I always think I was kind of, it, it came upon me due to vacation and just other stuff. All of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's Comic-Con. So lots of good stuff. Lots of Lots of trailers, lots of media, lots of announcements, lots of releases, all that, all that, lots of firings, you know, if you're a Guardians fan. And, uh, <laughs> and so, uh, we'll get into that, but, but the big, I mean, obviously, in the, in this show's case, the reason Batman Shane is here, or I'm going to go ahead and change your name to Aquaman Shane. The reason <laughs> team, the reason, uh, Shane is here is 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 to talk about the DC announcement. So Brian, I'll let you kind of cue it up because I'm very stupid. I'll let you cue it up for Shane, interview him a bit, and and, and let's let's dive deep into this. Yeah. So we we have Batman Shane. I want to talk Comic Con, but also Shane. I I put <laughs> on our VIP page, which you can look at at madaboutmoviespodcast.com/vip and sign up and get fun bits like this where I put up a lovely picture of you Shane with Batman, no less. I saw that. Uh just pilfered from Facebook without any permission whatsoever. Uh and I I asked our our listeners if they had any questions for you and I told them I'd I'd pick out a question, maybe two. My favorite was from Travis Ruiz who asked how do you do it? How are you able to watch these movies? Which I liked. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was pretty That's strong. Super strong. <laughs> that was a very good one. Um, but I'll, here's a <laughs> a real question came from. It's it's a two parter. I want to hear your answer, and then let's delve into Comic Con here. Uh, Mason Merritt of U two asked uh, the band. What? Yeah, he's he's a member he's of the a, band. He's now. the fifth member of U two. Yeah, he, he wow, doesn't get on stage okay. very often, but uh, but he's always there. He's always there, lurking, whether they know it or not. Um, he's he the asked, one. He, hold on, he's the one that does that part. I don't know if you know it. The part in you two songs, it's like, boom, 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 boom. Oh yeah, it's huge, <laughs> huge part of the band. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's he also him. says, <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. That's not Bono. Weird thing that people don't know. No, that's uh, not Bono. That's Mason. Yeah, that's Mason. Mason Merritt. Uh, he asks, what Batman villain uh, do you want to see again in live action? And what's one that hasn't appeared in live action that you want to see make Ooh, that's their That's a real baby? question. Real Ooh. question. A real yeah, question. that's a really good question. Um, around in you too, as we all know. You know, okay. That's a great what Mason? Was that his name? Mason. Yeah. Yeah. Mason. Great question, Mason. Mason okay. the Edge Merritt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I, I think I have actually pretty good answers for this. I think the villain that I would like to see again is I'd like to see the Riddler. Um, I'd like to see somebody a little bit less manic than Jim Carrey, a little bit more, you know, the Rizzer is kind of a, a guy who who deals in puzzles and I mean obviously riddles, and I think he kind of tries to outsmart Batman. Jim Carrey, I don't think, had ever read a comic book in his life. And I think he just watched what uh, Jack Nicholson did. And he was like, oh, I'll just do that in a leotard. Fine. So I don't really think that his portrayal of the Riddler was that great. Um, So I'd like to see that villain again um, that I think would be that'd be kind of interesting to see a little bit more like a battle of wits type deal. Um, You know, get somebody who's like a strong, like mystery thriller writer to come in and kind of do that character i think that'd be kind of interesting um i don't know who i'd cast off the top of my head maybe i don't know like an ed norton or somebody who can play like a real okay like, like that person that you kind of want to punch in the face because they're kind of like they're smarter than you and you kind of know it if that makes sense yeah sure. um, Sly Stallone. yeah i got you yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Um, the character that I've always thought would be super cool to do in a movie um, that hasn't been done is Clayface, which is Clayface is has like a pretty tragic backstory. Like Clay he's Aiken a, as Clayface, by the way. There you go. Oh, yeah. perfect. Clay Aiken. Now he's like an actor who's kind of aging past his prime, and then he gets addicted to this cosmetic makeup thing um, that kind of shape shifts his face back to looking young to stay hip with the times, as the kids say, I guess. Um, but he gets addicted to it and then he gets in deep with the mob and then he gets dunked in it. And of course, in classic comic book fashion, he gets turned into this like blob of clay. But what's kind of terrifying is that he can shapeshift into any person. And because he was an actor, he can do like their voice and kind of mimic their movements. So I think the idea of this villain who can kind of literally shapeshift to look like a perfect iteration of somebody, you know, but not be that person can mm-hmm. be done in the right hands can be super terrifying. Um, and because I think he has a cool backstory, that'd be the villain that I'd love to see cool. uh, done in a movie in a serious way, not like a jokey Joel mm-hmm. Schreiber type way. Yeah, that's a good one. What do the uh, nips Clayface. look like, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Define the nips. Clayface is, was such a huge part of the uh, the Batman the Animated Series. Like that's the stuff that I remember more than anything else from that series. Probably is yeah, is absolutely, Clayface and stuff. that's. And you're absolutely right, Brian. I mean, that's kind of where I, because you know, when I, when those that animated series was on, I was a little too young for comics, and that's kind of where I fell in love with the character. So, if anybody kind of wants a little bit more backstory on Clayface, definitely go check out the animated series uh, episodes that have Clayface in there. He was in four or five episodes, so check mm-hmm. him out. I think you'll, uh, uh, yeah, I think people might enjoy it. So check that yeah. out if you can. Early recommend. Yeah, incredibly memorable. Okay, so there's several the notes. Question. Yeah. Yeah. Richard, um, what Batman villain do you want to see again in live action? And what's one that hasn't appeared in live action that you want to see make their debut? I would say Bowles and or Samsel. 
<laughs> what do you think? Uh, definitely bowls. Definitely. I kind of I kind of feel like they would work best as like villains together, like Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's write. You know what I'm saying? Put them together. I like it. I like what you're thinking. Your closet's like reorganized and you're cooked that. for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is a small joke and I love it. Uh, it makes me very happy. Okay. So DC kind of dominated, if not the actual event of San Diego Comic-Con, at least kind of the the news coming out of it, first day especially or second day, whatever it was, um, felt like there wasn't anything else that was really breaking through early on. Uh, by default, right? I mean, they yeah. dominated because there really wasn't that much. Right. So that might be an interesting conversation for another day, but Comic-Con is, is slowly changing. I don't know that it's evolving. It may be devolving, but um, it's turning into something different, and I don't know where it'll, what that will look like in five or ten years, nor where it will be even in five or ten years. But uh, that's kind of neither here nor But so DC, Marvel sat out Comic-Con as they are want to do, and some of the other typical, like the Disney stuff, there really wasn't a whole lot to go off of. So DC got a, a good chance to um, show their wares and sell their products. And I don't know, man. Uh, that's why... So I I asked you to get on the episode because uh, at some point during that day, and I don't... I think it was... It may have been Thursday, that whew, the Titans trailer... <laughs> Drop. Yeah. Let's you want to start with Titans? We'll yeah, start. Let's there. start there. Let's start there and then build. Um, because I boy boy, I texted Shane and I just said, Is is this a real thing? Because I, I did not know that it was happening. I kind of try to just keep my head down on DC stuff. It's just it's I don't know. It just gets to be such so tiring to me. I had no idea this was happening. Um <laughs> that's the maybe the worst trailer I've ever seen in my whole life. I I just unfathomably bad and and indicative to me of all the things that i dislike about uh the dc warner brothers conglomerate at this point well i'll tell you, you what before you even there can you shed some light anything what what do you oh, know well certainly no positivity on that trailer but before we get into it let's just back it up a little bit right because dc they also use comic-con as this big launch off or launching point for this new streaming service that they're announcing right where it's called DC Unlimited or something to that effect. I'm not 100% sure, but they're basically starting their own paid-for-subscription app like CBS All Access or whatever, where it's kind of like a whole mix of things where you can read comics for free, you can watch some of the old movies. Like, I know they're touting, like, they're going to put the Tim Burton Batmans on there and some of, like, the animated series. Plus, they're going to put a bunch of other stuff on there. But I think this Titan show... Uh, is like their new premiere, you know, like Star Trek Discovery. Sure. It's their kind of, here's our jumping off point, and here's the new stuff that you want to get that for. Okay. And I tell you what, man, holy moly, if this is their jumping off point, I am out Boy. on DC. Yeah, I mean, did what you, a terrible... Did you watch this, Richard? I think I sent it to you. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't no, I've, not only that, I watched it. I've memorized it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, uh, there's a question from John Manasco, a friend of the show. And uh, he says, how does Robin really feel about Batman? I think that <laughs> there's a question for him here for Shane, but I think that trailer kind of answers it. Yeah. So obviously, if you haven't seen the trailer, look it up, go online. Uh, there's a line in the trailer that we're not going to repeat on the show, uh, but it involves no, I'm profanity. I'm going to at the end, but I'm going <laughs> to really stretch it out. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it just, it, man, they are really doubling down on this dark and gritty thing, dude. Like, Gosh, I just don't, man. you know, and the thing that seems kind of weird is when the Teen Titans were started back in the comics, it was kind of, it was a, because it was teens, it was a kind of a, of a it was a title that was launched for younger readers, right? It was a group of up and coming characters in the DCU, like uh, Cyborg. Um, and Beast Boy, but then it also kind of incorporated some of the the uh, sidekicks of the DCU. So Robin, Kid Flash, right? Supergirl has been on uh, the Teen Titans here or there, but it's always been a very bright, poppy, um, you know, I don't want to say 70s because I think it was like an 80s title, but it's always been kind of a jovial, fun, let's get kids into comics, like, you know, type deal. And then to see this trailer where they just double down on the dark and pretty woof. I mean, guys, what are we doing here? Like what a misstep that trailer felt like to me. Yeah. It just, and it, it doesn't do anything to alleviate the feeling that people like I have people who I'm not a DC fanboy, and I've clearly been very anti most of what has been done in the Snyder extended era. Um, but I would like to be, I would like to get on board. I, I, I know I say that. And sometimes we, we take flack on like, you guys hated it from the beginning. There was no way you were ever going to like it. That kind of crap. I it's, it cannot be further from the truth. I would like for Batman movies to be good. That's like, that shouldn't, that should not be a hot sports yeah, opinion. You know, all like that's just, flash just cool. that's not a hot yeah. Wonder, Woman, yeah. Wonder Woman was good. The first one. Right. And right. there's a, but Aquaman, I guess. I mean, as long as you bring back Vinny chase, I'm in. <laughs> and um, yeah, no, but like, what's funny is, and I always make this point, but I just want to reiterate: the only superheroes I knew before 2008 were DC superheroes. I, right. I honestly thought Iron Man was a cooking show <laughs> with like Japanese dudes on it. I had no idea what Iron Man was. I didn't care. <laughs> so yeah, the to like paint me with this, you're a Marvel fan. I don't. I I still to this day. I do a freaking movie podcast. I don't know what property is what. I don't care. I just want good movies. And every time I see that Marvel logo, it's at worst a B minus. And right. every time right. I right. see that DC logo, it's at worst the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and so I don't know what I don't I don't know what to yeah. do with it. That's all I care about. I'm not reading comics. Right. I'm 31. Right. Sorry. Right. Both of yeah probably no right. it's that, no i totally agree and that that's the thing is like we are all in that same boat of i just and i speak for kent as well there of like we just i would love for these movies to be good these tv shows to be good i just remember just anytime you talk about a movie good. critic like that's yeah this is the uh macro point i want to make and this is something i've learned now that we see every movie is because i probably used to make this point is uh hey you are out to get you don't want this to be good it's like when you have to see literally every movie the yeah. notion of wanting to see something that's crap is like so annoying to you it's like mm-hmm. yes right i want all good movies because guess what every monday afternoon i have to go and <laughs> yeah. so if they all suck it makes my mondays awful please yeah. i have no dog in any fight i just want good movies so please just make them all awesome so anyway, this this whole this bit more than the rest of the trailers that we're going to talk about in just a second, but this one especially, it all it does is further the feeling in my own mind of these guys don't get it. They don't understand what makes this um, universe so unappealing to a lot of people that should find it very appealing. And to double down on 
the dark grittiness by it's like it's like they I don't know. It's like they took all of the criticism that has come their way over the last five years and then sat in a boardroom and instead of figuring out how to fix it, they said, okay, but what if Robin says the F word? And it's just like, oh, yes, we got it. It's perfect. And it's the more clear what they're going for here. And it's it sounds it looks and sounds terrible, just terrible to me. And it just doesn't feel like it's true to the characters, right? Like, as far as I know, most of the characters in the Teen Titans, they're usually bright, peppy people. I mean, look, there's a Teen Titans movie that's literally coming out in, like, three or four days. And mm-hmm. that seems to get the Teen Titans more correct than this new series. So if you're going to go, you know, hard R, you're going to go dark and gritty, that's fine. But make sure you know the characters that you're dealing with, right? Like, yeah. Deadpool is a completely inappropriate, hard R-rated movie. But it works because that's how the character has been since its origin. Right. So double down on that. Totally. But with the Teen Titans, come on, man. Really? Like, yeah. why are we, you know? Yeah, um, I, I totally agree. And and that kind of goes to the whole – that's what this whole – part of the – maybe the biggest issue with this DC Extended Universe has been has been a complete – for me at least. And I'm not – again, I'm with Richard. I'm not a huge comic book reader. I'm much more of a, uh, a surface-level uh, comic book fan whether it's marvel dc whatever um i I feel like there's been a fundamental misunderstanding or deliberate misunderstanding of the characters that they're dealing with and this furthers that belief right like that she's like guys i i don't i don't know who's pining for this i don't so i wish i had taken note of the tweet because it was a perfect tweet and i apologize for stealing the bit i i I try to keep up with that if if i'm going to reference something on the show but somebody tweeted it looks like it looks like somebody who (laughs) it looks like the proverbial nerd at home in his basement um who really digs teen titans go made a fan trailer to make it hard r and gritty and that's that it just screams off of the uh, off of the screen when you see this and that i don't i don't know who's <laughs> i don't know it's like i don't yeah, know no, who's, I'm, who's I, after I agree. this like who who who's sitting around saying you know what we need is that I, I that's such a such a weird thing to be to be desperate for and it gosh it just just visually visually the aesthetic is atrocious i can't oh it was it, it hurt my eyes to to look at it man it was tough it was tough right and that's the thing it's like they, you know, they they always say like when you make a movie, or, or I suppose when you make any form of entertainment, whether it's a TV show or whatever, you're you're making it for one of two groups, right? You're making it for someone, or you're making it for everyone. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. feel like this show is kind of trying to straddle the line because it's like, okay, we're making it for someone. It's dark and a gritty version of the Teen Titans that six people at home want, but also we're making it for everyone. Because we totally talk about Batman, guys. So right. we're here. Right. Like, pick what you're dealing with. If you yeah. want to make a dark and gritty show, I can name off a couple of characters in the DCU that are way better suited, that would be much better for television yeah. than the Teen Titans. And if you want to make a Teen Titans show, then make it bright and fun that, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, sure and, sure. and the weird thing, too, is it's not like this is their first time out the gate these kind of bright and fun and airy shows, they've like perfected them at the CW. Mm -hmm. Right. Like Supergirl and the flash are a delight to watch every single week. Cause they're fun and they're light and they're, why don't you just give the teen Titans over to CW? Awesome. Clark still watching all the new apps. (laughs) Hell yeah. <laughs> Every week, I produce an episode of Lois and Clark and send it to. It's to great because D- Dean Kane only costs like two hundred and fifty bucks, so that helps yeah. a lot. 
yeah. <laughs> a day. That's not even an hour. That's a day. No, that's the whole project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plus craft services, though. Plus right. craft services. Well, I mean, yeah. But that's a I mean, We're professionals. That's, I, yeah. You throw him a ham sandwich. He, he gets fired up about a veggie delight. Yeah. Got a stew going. So. <laughs> um, all right. So maybe the worst part of Titans, Shane, is that it kind of set the tone for it, for me at least. Uh, this was the first thing we got from DC, and really the first thing we got from Comic Con in general, and that that I see that trailer and I think, gosh, here we go again. We're doing the same crap that we've been doing for five years, and I hate it. So yeah. it's it's just it's sort of it tainted whatever may have come after that, which is the Aquaman trailer and the Shazam trailer, which were which got better reviews than the Titan trailer did. Titans trailer did for sure, and and I think kind of uh Aquaman was sort of middling and people were very excited about Shazam. I I'm more interested to hear what you guys have to say about those two trailers. Um if if you have any uh I'm on record as I think Aquaman's going to be terrible. I I can't stand uh I can't stand Jason Momoa. I can't stand his the personification of that character. I think it's the worst character design that they could have possibly gone for with that character. Um I don't think it looks good. And I think it's going to be very stupid. Just that's the trade, and the trailer did nothing sure. to uh, dissuade that that okay. feeling for me. Counterpoint: I love everything about it, and <laughs> I think it's going to be really smart. And I'm so fired up for it. And if it's not perfect, I will be devastated. Shane, <laughs> your thoughts? <laughs> okay, so uh, do we want to talk about Shazam or Aquaman first? Go, go Aquaman first, because okay, yeah, br- bring me something positive to, to hold on to here, and then we'll talk. Would... I would say this, that trailer kind of split right down the middle for me, right? Because as as has been talked about many times on this show specifically, DC has a great ability to cut together trailers for movies that don't necessarily deliver the product that the trailer promises. Mm-hmm. The trailer yeah. was fine. I watched it and I went, yeah, that seems like what an Aquaman movie would be. Oh, man, I'm so fired up by this logic. This is awesome. So good <laughs> trailers, evil, crappy movies. So mediocre trailers. It could go either way. It could be even worse could, than crap, right. it or it could way. be that they finally figured out to not make good trailers because that means it's just good movie. I don't know. Race, I'm excited. It down a little bit, right? <laughs> I mean, I we I think it's we, we've all been on record on this show that we like James Wan. I think he's a fairly talented director. I'm not a horror fan, so I don't know much about his horror career, but I yeah. think he did a great job uh, with uh, Furious Seven. I mean, especially considering that you know his star died at the end of the production or whatever. So he's able to kind of take some diversity and turn it around and make something good. Um, So it's got that kind of going for it. I like Jason Momoa. I think he's a decent Aquaman, but I think that like most actors, he's only as good as the script you give him. So we'll see. I don't know. This like bullish or bearish, right? Like this trailer left (laughs) me right straight down the middle. I don't know how I feel about Aquaman. I'm not totally turned off on it yet, but at the same time, I can't say like, I mean, I'm going to be there opening day, but at the same time, like I can't say I can't say that I'm pumped about being there opening day. Right. I will say, though, the other thing that seems a little foolish to me, and this is not a spoiler, but it seems like through the toys and stuff that were on display at Comic-Con that at some point he's going to don that ridiculous like orange suit, get up with the bright gold belt. Enough with that. If you're going to make Aquaman have long hair and tattoos, whatever, let's just get away from that ridiculous orange get up and just call it a day. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. You can't make a grunge metal orange T-shirt and pretend like it's cool. 
the musical cues that, that are headed point, our way. In this make movie. it Roman Reigns. Oh yeah, the music cues are gonna be. <laughs> Brian know. didn't get that Roman solid Roman Reigns joke I made, but I just ignored it. All, you know, I, I got it. Oh, I'm there, baby. Yeah, John Cena as Aquaman, I think would get us all fired up. Do I mean, we agree on that? Much more interesting. You could that. just see like an army of trumpeters on sharks going. Bah, 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 bah. It'd be weird because it'd just be ocean footage the whole time. Right. Yeah. That yeah, would be the tough it. part. It'd be like a, it'd be like a uh, Planet Earth movie, just ocean. <laughs> like, no, there's something going on here. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm with you. I mean, I actually don't mind. I don't hate Jason Momoa. I don't. But I'm like blissfully unaware of his oeuvre like i just know him as a pop culture figure because as you, you know i don't watch game of thrones because i don't care for the woods not a woodsman i'm team prairie team city um and so i haven't seen him in much i i know that he's involved with uh with like Denise Huxtable, which I like, I'm in, I'm in on that because I love Denise. Um, but other than that, I don't really know yeah. much. Um, but so I'm like not. A, I have like I am like a five out of ten on him. So he could be incredible, but he's not Vinny Chase, who I really wanted for this role. Um, and so I'm I'm a little bummed. I'm very bummed about that. So is my vape. Um, but yeah, I I the trailer was Shane. I think actually put it really well. It was like, oh, this is exactly what. I expected from this. All right, mm. no curveballs here. I mean, we'll see as it approaches. But the thing that'll be the one I think that is as silly as a side property as it is. Um, if it really flops, which it really could, because I don't think yeah. anyone has a lot of Aquaman allegiance. Um, if it really oh, does, you know, there's like six dudes that are listening right now. Like, like, oh, Leave the king of the sea alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's the king of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> writing me from a snorkel quick if i if i may a quick anecdote like actually to, shane, to... shane you may not anyway brian so what i was thinking was no shane go ahead no like just to kind of reiterate my point a little bit right like uh my wife for years did not like liam neeson because her reference from liam neeson was all of the kind of mediocre action films that he's done in the last decade and mm -hmm. so for years she was like he's a terrible actor and i was like no he's really not it's just he's doing these kind of mediocre action films so finally cut to one day i we rented schindler's list so we're watching it i'm crying she's crying like it's schindler's list so it's this incredible powerful film so finally when it was done it was like so he's a good actor, right? Like you admit that he's a good actor and she finally did. And it was like, that's my point is that an actor can be as good or bad as the script allows them to be right. Like Liam Neeson is yeah. good in, in Schindler's list. He's not so great in taken three. And that's not really Liam How Neeson's dare fault. You. Yeah, you watch your yeah. freaking mouth. You and Angela. <laughs> yeah. I'll, like, I'll come over. I, you know what? I'm looking at, I can fly a legion to LA tomorrow and fight both of you <laughs> for $93. I can't bring a bag. So you know it's a fair fight. I'm fist on fist. Yeah, but here's but the I, thing. It's Hollywood, so I can call Liam Neeson. I'll just get him to show up at the airport. And, yeah. right. So anyways, for, yeah. So sorry, I didn't I know, mean to cut anybody I know off. Will Camp, bro. So. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. It's just that trailer didn't do much for me in terms of is this going to be good or bad. It's like, well, yep, that's an Aquaman yeah, movie. I, I'll definitely admit there's – I think that may be a – trailer that is as much about confirmation like your feelings for it are going to be as much about confirmation bias as anything else because like for me I, again i think it's going to be awful and that trailer was 
further proof to me of, oh, no, 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 I don't like any of these things. Um, but I can, I, it definitely could have been significantly worse. See the Titans trailer. Uh, I did think Amber Heard's hair has got to stop. That's, mm, boy, that was difficult to even process in the trailer. I don't know what we're doing there. And it, it also like didn't. Johnny Depp at a hidden tape. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. Uh, it was really weird that they were sharing the stage within like five minutes of each yeah, other. I felt like a bad move. By yeah, not the others. best trade yeah. show operation. Yeah. yeah. I think the I think the only thing in that trailer that was objectively cool is people riding sharks. That's just legit cool. I don't care who you are. Like, sure. that's, that's sure. like, Fair sure. point. Yeah. Yeah. Valid. It, it, it didn't help that they put out the that poster a day or two before that looks like a ride at SeaWorld. I don't think that that really. really <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Bad. Bad. I just who's who's doing the graphics over there? Anyway, so let's let's end on a relative high at least. This is one I you can sell me on this one, Shane. Let's sure. so let's start there. I don't think you can sell me on Aquaman. If Aquaman is a good movie, I'll be happy to come on the show and say, "Hey, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it." I don't think I will have to do that. But Shazam is one that um I feel like people have a lot of hope for, and I can't <laughs> I can't figure if, out if that is uh, real hope or if that is just. DC fanboy hope that they could just continue to come back to these movies with it could be good even though we have so much proof that shows otherwise at this point um so before I saw the trailer there was a lot of positive buzz and we'd gotten several tweets about hey this looks really good this could be the you know the the addition to Wonder Woman as a good movie I like Zachary Levi just in general as both a person and a performer he seems like a pretty decent dude and um I enjoyed Chuck and some of his other work and I, I think this is a decent story idea and i'm i'm thrilled by the way to just get far away from the snyderness of it all and and this is clearly a a departure from that which is great so i'd had a lot of people say it's a really good trailer before i saw it and i thought it was not a good i just i couldn't i thought the jokes did not land the way that um they needed to land for me and that led me to feel like this is how the whole movie is going to be that it's going to be the weird in-between tone that um, maybe is a departure from the the heavy, dark, and gritty that we've gotten, but is also not necessarily good. And I think Zachary Levi looks ridiculous with the absurd Snydery muscles. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'll say this: I'm I'm completely willing to say it's a trailer. It doesn't necessarily mean anything, and I'm I have more hope for this than I do f- certainly for Aquaman or this godforsaken flash movie that hopefully will never happen. Um, but so I can be sold on Shazam, but that for me personally, and I'm Richard, I don't know what your thoughts were on this. It didn't, it did not sell me the way that, that I, uh, that I anticipated given the buzz surrounding it coming out. If that makes sense. Yeah, it was, um, it's one of the, it's a really unique concept, right? I mean, that's a really, really unique superhero character in terms of how you would film it, what what kind of background and everything it has. Um, and it really wasn't a from a direction standpoint. Granted, and, and to Shane's point earlier, uh, a lot of these trailers, starting back at Man of Steel, have been fabulous. So it's like I have no idea what to think. This trailer was better to me than Aquaman. It's certainly better than Teen Titans or whatever the or whatever it's called. Titans DC <laughs> crap. Um, but but still, it's like it doesn't give me any enthusiasm because it was like seven cool scenes. Um, 
with some kind of quasi edgy dialogue and a unique premise, but it could still be the worst movie of next year. I I have no idea. And and Zach Le- Zachary Levi looked uh like I think Chuck was probably less humiliating than some of these <laughs> shots in this movie. You know? Gosh. Yeah. Stupid. And, and not sweeps yeah. Chuck. Not right. I mean right. not Sweet February Chuck. or May yeah. Chuck. I'm talking late October <laughs> after the season premiere episodes of Chuck. Less humiliating. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like I I'm a little bit less well, let me. I'll put it this way, and I feel like anybody who, any any Mam Fam audience that's listening, if you get super psyched about Shazam showing up in a Justice League comment, <laughs> you're the wrong type of person. Like, <laughs> like, you know. So I'm I'm not a Shazam guy to begin with, but less less about Shazam as a character, and I think, and this is where you guys, I, I want you guys to weigh in, just as comedy fans. I kind of feel like all the trailer gave to offer outside of, I mean, you know, just it looks like a generic superhero film. And I, I do think it's a little bit of a lighter tone. It's got a lighter color palette. So it is a little different than the DC EU as we've known it so far. But from a comedy perspective, all the trailer gave me was, hey, look, I'm a little kid in a big guy body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't think that joke is going to play for two hours. Yeah. Like I kind of felt like we squeezed all the jokes out of it in two and a half minutes and we still have two hours to go on top. You know what I mean? Like the full feature. So just in terms of a comedy sense, what do you guys think in terms of it? That's why it left me a little cold. Cause it's like, great. Are we, how much are we going to squeeze out of this character? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. It, the, the jokiness of the trailer it made you feel like they were going for the Spider-Man Homecoming route, which I love Spider-Man Homecoming. I think that was one of the better Marvel movies, and I, it's a big, it's a, it's a mainstay around here because my kid loves Spider-Man, so we watch that one a lot, and it's it's not gotten old. I I, I like it quite a bit. Um, I you know I'd be happy to this is I don't know I'd be happy to be wrong. I just I have I guess I would just say I have faith because of what has transpired over the last 10 years, I have faith that Marvel can pull that stuff off. I've never, I don't know that DC has ever done the humor thing well, which is maybe not fair to say because they also have not done the dark gritty thing really well. So maybe it's, maybe I'm just being mean about like, you can't have either side, but sure. I just don't have a lot of faith that uh, David Sandberg and the the director and, and Henry Gaden are going to be able to take those jokes and play them out over the course of two hours and have me laughing or at the very least not just cringing and rolling my eyes. It just it was a little bit it it definitely bordered on the cringiness to me in that two minutes. And maybe that gets refined and, and uh, picked up for the actual movie. You know, we're we're like eight months away from its release. There's plenty of time to fix that kind of stuff. But I guess what I have learned from the DC extended universe as much as anything is that I should expect it to go the opposite route, that I should just expect it to be significantly worse when it's a two hour movie instead of a two minute trailer. And that's uh, that's not it's not great for me. That's not what I want to what I want to feel going in. I also think it's a terrible idea to slate this right between Captain Marvel and uh, Avengers Infinity War Part Two. It's. I feel like you should be trying to get as far away from those movies as you possibly can, especially the there's cause it's just inviting 
comparison to Captain Marvel, which has a really strong pedigree and we haven't seen anything from, but knowing what we know, we kind of expect good things. And then Avengers right. Infinity War is going to be the biggest superhero movie of all time. So I feel like you should be trying to get away from that stuff. You should be releasing this in like late July next year or something like I just I don't know. It just seems like a really yeah, I part of this, I think one of, part of what yeah, makes DC slash WB, and I, I put a lot of this on WB's sure, um, absolutely. feet, because DC is kind of just the property. From a movie production standpoint, is uh, their sort of uh, ego in the face of yes. massive yes. disappointment and being like, nah, dude, we got this. Like, we got trust this. me, we we're got five this. years into this thing, and I think we got it figured out, okay? And then right. being so flabbergasted when it doesn't work out uh screw critically i just mean financially for them they're always like yes it was like it seemed like it was a bad idea to go against avatar 2 with aquaman <laughs> 2 like i i didn't see that coming you know yeah. you're like yeah like literally any nerd with a blog could have told you that <laughs> and you know we'll charge them two hundred fifty thousand dollars for that uh, that's sweet, sweet Intel, but okay, cool. Well, um, any other DC thoughts? You want, is there anything else from Comic-Con? You I'm pumped for glass because I love, I love unbreakable. Is there any yeah. glass hype? Cool on trailer. Is glass not like the franchise you never knew you wanted? Oh <laughs> yeah. 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 It's good. Totally. Yeah. I love unbreakable. So I'm fired up. Fantastic mm-hmm. beast. Anything there guys? Meh. We're still mad on that. Speaking of WB. Uh, I'm going to go with hard pass. Man, yeah. every time now that they, I feel like I'm going to have the same feeling every time with this. It's like, I really love the world of Harry Potter so much. And I do, yeah. I get pumped up for the visuals and the music sure. and the, the style and stuff. And then there's, there's Johnny Depp and Whiteface paint. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> and there's Eddie Redmayne and there's Catherine Marsh. It's just like the least yeah. charismatic leads of all time. I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I think this one has a little more juice than the first one did. So maybe we'll get there. I just, gosh, I don't like that cast. Don't what like that I, cast. What about? King I agree of the, that. Oh, go ahead, Shane. I, I was just gonna say, uh, Brian, I, I totally agree. Like, I feel like this one has a little bit more mojo going for it, and I'm not 100 percent sure why yet. Mm. But I do hope they really fix the tone because that first tone was so like, yeah. Again, it, well, gee, Warner Brothers, what a shock! Like, yeah. it was so mm-hmm. dour and whatever. But it's like, guys, it's magic. You can wave yeah. a stick and your laundry's done. Not, <laughs> yeah. not nearly enough Penn and Teller for my my taste. <laughs> the first yeah. one should have been at least a 30 minute. Ben Gillette monologue with oh Teller. My God. Guys, if they work Teller into that movie, <laughs> yeah. just wave a stick in the back. <laughs> Teller really should run the wizardry school. I think we'd all be in on that. We're all in on just... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, guys, it is magic. Stop frowning. Like, why yeah. is everybody so sad? Like, you can literally lift things with a stick or whatever. Like, yeah. be happy a little bit. <laughs> and we know there's other stuff, and, and quite frankly, we don't care. So last but not least, uh godzilla what do we think brian i know you're a big godzilla guy what do you i liked it i like the trailer i i i don't have a it's kind of uh it's a weird one in that better than the movie too yeah i don't know yeah i enjoyed that trailer but i don't necessarily trust that it's gonna end up being a good movie it's it was a it's a very strange premise what they're going for there but i i love that cast and i i don't know that first godzilla movie is is one of my like kind of underrated favorite blockbusters of the last you know, whatever decade and, and yeah, agreed. I think, I think that it could be, it could be a lot of fun. I'm always down for, for Kyle Chandler. Vera Farmiga vastly underused. Yeah, absolutely. A real, a real queen. All right, cool. 
Well, that was Comic-Con, nerds. Deal with it. Yeah. I'm going to go throw a football yeah. and fight you guys later. Because <laughs> um, I'm super jockey. And I, and I won't catch it. I'll miss it by about six feet. <laughs> oh, Shane's an athlete. He lies. He can... Uh, seven, Shane, seven four, right? Yeah, I was going to say, four. Shane's about 6'6 six, six of solid gold Germanic uh, muscles. So uh, I don't know why they're Germanic <laughs> He's if I, if I, if I got blown. a few tattoos, I could stunt double for the rock. Yeah, I that's agree. what I've always said. I've, we've long said that about you. And I always say, if I got a few tattoos, I could stunt double uh, for Angela So, that's what <laughs> But only in Ghana. No, only in Unbroken. Yeah. Um, cool. All right, well... Uh, Without further ado, because God knows there's a lot of ado here, um, I guess we'll talk the Equalizer 2. Does that sound good to you guys? Question mark? Yeah, sure. Let's talk about that. Sounds good. It's a movie. And we are back. It is still Shane, Batman Shane. But tonight we'll call him Denzel Shane, which is the, the best <laughs> compliment we could ever give anyone. Denzel Shane, Denzel Bryan. And Ethan Hawk Richard are here to talk about uh, <laughs> the Equalizer Two, which is the thing apparently that we needed. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we'll we'll kind of go around the horn on this, give some general thoughts. We'll give our our kind of Denzel as it's an interesting. I, Brian, what I want to talk to you about is is Denzel is kind of which we don't talk about enough on this show. I know I probably people do at large, but. We give Tom Cruise a lot of credit because you and I love Tom Cruise, but Denzel's mm-hmm. had a really solid run here for pretty much oh, yeah. as long, yeah. and mm-hmm. that needs to be noted as well. And 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 probably with more, uh, you know, Tom Cruise's his blockbuster performance cannot be rivaled, but but Denzel's done a really good job mixing it up between really mm-hmm. artsy theatrical fare and and really popcorny pulpy fun stuff as well with the yeah. with live theater and and a lot of different things as well. So. He's a really interesting actor. It's incredible how great he is, considering he's kind of always Denzel. He's like the most successful version of like a George Clooney ever. Sure. Um, in that he yeah. never, I mean, has maybe Malcolm X is the last time he, di- oh, and Hurricane, or the last time he really disappeared into a role. Other than that, he's just playing some version of of what we know mm-hmm. as the Denzel persona. And, and that is not a criticism nor complaint. It's awesome. Sure. And so yeah. like that's absolutely fun. that's what's called yeah. being a movie star, ladies and gentlemen. That rules. <laughs> right. Like, that's awesome. So um and I guess fences, he was a little more character driven there, but still it was a little Denzel y. So so I want to talk about Denzel kind of at large. I want to talk about uh this as as a you know uh poppy big movie. This crushed even Mamma Mia, sorry Brian for the movie draft, but internationally he did okay. Yeah, uh, this beat, I'm, I'm the, hanging in there. Yeah, you're hanging doing fine. You can just you can still pass can. I think I'm safe as long as the Meg isn't like 15 percent of Rotten Tomatoes, which it very well could be. I think I'm going to be all right. Uh, <laughs> I have faith the Meg's going to be awesome. I'm. It's I know I'm going to work. But but I'm going to talk about this as a as a big hit. I don't know if it, the, what the legs will be, but a big opening weekend hit. There's a lot of things I want to talk about. Let's start off with just with. We <laughs> but epi- not about this movie. Not no, allowed. We're gonna, get there. we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. We did the first movie four years ago on this show, which is crazy. We've been in the show for a trillion years. This is such mm-hmm. a stupid endeavor on all of our parts. <laughs> um, 
Have you guys ever left your seats, or are you just constantly sitting down and then no, just taking five-minute breaks between podcasts? Okay. Yeah, no, cocaine helps. Um, <laughs> but, on the body. Honestly. Yeah. No, but it's uh, this is a movie we did, and we were like, that was fine, I think. I don't know, Brian. Did you go back and re-listen? You're a weird completist. Did you re-listen to our episode? <laughs> I don't remember. I did not re-listen. I did re-watch the first movie just to get my head in the right space to understand the idiosyncrasies of this franchise you know but i did not re-listen i remember i i did not like this the first one very much Uh, i think i I liked it more than you because i like i'm more of a sucker for this kind of crap because i have no intellect whatsoever yeah i i think my my beef with this one was the uh like the absurd level of violence that it took like to me the equalizer the the first equalizer could it's super very for no reason Yeah, just hyper violent. Could have very easily been a PG thirteen movie and probably been more successful. And I'm not like I don't know. I don't feel like I'm uh, squeamish about violence in a movie. I don't like when violence is played for humor. Yeah, almost. And also, like, just you're thinking blast. from a business point yeah. of view more than anything. You're like, yeah, I'm trying sure. to make you more money. You could have made this yeah, less violence absolutely. for the same thrill absolutely. and made yeah. eighty million more. Right. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And and I do remember too uh, the first. Because second time around this week when I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, this is it's not quite as uh, hyper violent gory as I remembered it. I and then I remembered when I saw this the first time there was like a five year old sitting of like three feet from me who was just, you know, being uh, put through the ringer with having seen the terrible, terrible things that were going on on screen. And that definitely that definitely impacted my feelings and and uh enjoyment oh, gosh that'll do it if, if only they had a rating system that could let yeah, people yeah. know what appropriate <laughs> level someone should be to go one see day a we'll get film. i'm trump yeah. talks about doing this i think he's going to i think we're gonna get there <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there one of these days they'll invent it anyway yeah so that, no, that, so, I, that shaded my somewhat my my uh viewing on yeah. on that first one Shane, uh what, it was, was a little your... better for second time around than than the first time yeah I think. it's fine it's perfectly fine. Shane, what was your re- uh, experience with the first Equalizer? You know, my experience with the first Equalizer when I saw it, did you say, Richard, did you say it was 2015? 2014. 2014. And I know, look, wow. we all had separate but Equalizer experiences with this movie, and I, I just want to hear. It just feels like it was sooner than that, but regardless, I, I remember leaving the theater for the Equalizer, and I remember kind of enjoying it. But I don't really remember hardly anything about it. And I think that the fact that I can't really remember it, other than Denzel as the star, kind of speaks volumes to what type of movie it was. Which which is to say it wasn't terrible. But it was just, okay, like, I'll, I'll catch this again in 2020 on TNT on a Saturday afternoon. Sure. How I felt about Now You See Me. And how <laughs> I felt about Now You See Me too when I rewatched it on FX with commercials and th- sat through the entire three-hour ordeal. Because... Ladies and gentlemen, I like to party. Um, yeah, this was uh, this was something that definitely did not need a sequel. But when they announced the sequel, by the way, first sequel of Denzel's career. I know, shocking. Um, there was no <laughs> Philadelphia two. It was rumored for a long time, but um, <laughs> that's more of an anthology than a because of right. the events of <laughs> yeah. Movie. Uh, that's horrible. <laughs> That's such a terrible joke by me. I'm sorry. I apologize to everyone. Um, but no, this is the first uh, sequel of his career. 
Um, and so you're like, you see that this is happening, and my exact, I'm gonna reenact my. Ah, all right. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I'm in. I'll see that. <laughs> right. I don't. I'm so lost now. I'm always curious. This is the thing. This is where I'm interested in Shane's point of view more than you and me. Is that we have to see all this stuff. We yeah. literally have to see it, and I'm always curious. Like, would I see this if I didn't do this show? The answer is almost always no. Um, <laughs> but Shane, would you have seen this? If you didn't know you were doing this episode until a couple of days ago, so you went and saw this, just like, all right, I'm in. Uh, well, uh, I mean, no, I went and saw it because because I knew I was going to be on the okay, show. Cool. But I but I will say this: uh, there's now like certain levels. You know, how there used to be levels of like I would definitely go see this versus I would rent this on video. Now there's a whole nother level of, well, I'll go see this because I have the AMC thing. So it's kind of almost free to go see this movie. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. So I went it's and like saw it. It's like Movie Pass, but you just pay an extra $30 after. <laughs> sure. So, you know, but, but, but I can definitely say this. If I paid my own hard-earned, you know, cash to go see this movie, I probably, there's nothing about this that would have drawn me to the theater. Fair. I mean, it, it looked like the first one. Just, you yeah. know, again. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say what, after this second one, and we'll, I'm sure we'll dive into actually reviewing this said movie. I feel like, uh, I feel like there's something to be said for the cinematic universe of this whole thing, or maybe the serialization. Like I know this was based on an old TV show, but I might like to watch this more as a 10 part Netflix, uh, series than I, than I do the movies. But I felt, the franchise-ness, the ability to create a franchise or the potential franchise here with this one more so than I did the first one. And and I liked that stuff. I feel like uh I'm in I'm I'm in favor of the taken, the John Wick, the equalizer, that sort of franchise. They're stupid and dumb, but I like when an action movie knows that it's stupid and dumb and just kind of goes with it. Those movies all I think have diminishing returns. We'll see it with uh We'll see it with John Wick, you know, eventually, probably next time out. Um, but there's a, I don't know, there's something about this kind of movie that I that I kind of enjoy, or at least enjoy that it is out there and is a, a thing that I can choose to watch, like you said, Shane, on, on TNT or something later on. I wish that these movies were better because I feel like the the platform for it is there and the the uh, the opportunity is is solid and it 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 has the pieces and it has Denzel, which is a great, a great piece to start with. Right. But I I just wish maybe I think more than anything this time around, it was like, I wish the infrastructure of these movies around Denzel was better because the premise is fun and he's Denzel and he's great. And he's one of the, you know, the three biggest movie stars maybe of all time. I mean, he's, he's incredible. And I'd love for them just to be, not even like up to his quality because his quality is a plus when he's at the right, top of his game. Right, I don't need that. But, but, but here's be my, plus? that'd be great. You know, here's my suggestion. If I, if I may, Richard, here's like this type of movie is kind of one of those things. Same with kind of like the Jack Reacher franchise that realistically all that you get by calling it Jack Reacher or the equalizer, like specifically with the equalizer, all you get is he's an ex military guy who goes around writing wrongs. That's mm-hmm. all the, yeah. the, the the franchise gets you. 
So instead of putting these new and untested filmmakers up with the Star Wars franchise with billions of dollars on the budget and producers who want this, that, why don't we just keep making these movies for $10, 15000000 million mm-hmm. and get new and exciting writers and directors to come onto these franchises? Why couldn't there be 10 Equalizer movies? Because you keep changing the character. As long as Denzel's cool to stay... Mm-hmm. You just get these cool, new, exciting writers and directors to take the character and the story and directions. And as long as it falls in the line of he's a military guy who knows how to uh, fight people and he goes around writing injustices. If you can't come up with a cool screenplay for that, then you shouldn't be a screenwriter. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, sure. Like, I'm with you, Brian. Why can't there be 15 of these movies? And they should all be different in a cool way. And be kind of uh, interesting. And and frankly, they should all be really good because why mm-hmm. not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, to- I totally agree. Totally. It's I the cast, the surrounding cast in this one and in the first one is just not not very good, and that may come from you know Denzel Denzel costs. That's yeah. you're not getting him for cheap. He's probably banking fifteen to twenty million dollars yeah, on. I, I feel on these like eighty percent of the budget on these is just paying yeah. Denzel. Yeah, and then and you know, I'm lift, kind of fine with that. that way, oh but. yeah, no, that's what makes them watchable. Gosh, yeah. if this was Idris. Who, whom we all love, like no mm-hmm. one would see this movie. Yeah. There's a difference yeah. between someone who's great and someone mm-hmm. who sells tickets. Yeah, absolutely. Like the movie <laughs> probably yeah. wouldn't be worse with Idris. It really probably. If you yeah. put Idris in this movie instead of Denzel, this opens on Netflix and not in theaters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a pretty good chance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. this thing costs sixty-two million. It's already made forty-two point eight domestically. Like it's gonna crush. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you put, gosh, Jake Gyllenhaal in this role, no one cares. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like Denzel. <laughs> right. I'm just thinking of like random. No, I totally agree. No, yeah. no, I'm with you. That was the star, perfect like, way to like, say it. Like, yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's he is a he is one of like seven movie stars we have. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. of them fluctuate in and out of that role. Like Matt Damon had a moment. Um, sure. I don't know if he really does after a few. You know, he's always a few missteps away. I feel like Denzel is nine crap movies away from yeah. being not a movie star. Like, well, he has to he, legitimately be like, wake up one day and be like, I'm going to see what I, I'm going to screw this up. I just want, yeah. just for sport, right? He's right. So, What's Fred Durst? I'd love to work with him. Yeah. For yeah. nine straight. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah well, I'm going to do a, I'm going to remake like, Star Wars, not all nine chapters with Fred Durst. <laughs> And I'm C-3PO, and we're just going to see what... Like, it would take that. And the soundtrack is not John Williams. It is exclusively Behind Blue Eyes from uh, Gothica. That's the whole nine <laughs> movies. I just think we made a lot of money, guys. Post I don't know. Post Malone is R2-D2. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, Denzel's kind of out of that ballpark, right, of like what it takes to be an action star these days, right? Where it's like Tom Cruise is totally in like, Hey, you know what it takes to be an action star? Jump off a building, strap yourself <laughs> to a plane. Denzel's like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm like, yeah. what are you nuts? I'm not yeah. I'm I'm kind not. of halfway pretend to be a lift driver. Maybe like, I won't really, <laughs> yeah. I, but yeah. when I go on the yeah. press tour, I'll blatantly explain that I don't know what lift is, nor do I use my phone, which is done. It's like, yeah, I don't use apps. Tom Cruise would be like, yeah, I drove Lyft. I drove Lyft for two weeks. I picked up random people in North Hollywood and drove them to Burbank. For two weeks, I did that. Will you go see my movie? I play Lyft please, Driver. Please, I Denzel's beg Denzel's like, I, not e- I, I really don't have any opinion. I don't know. <laughs> That's the difference between those two, which is great on yeah. Denzel's part. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Makes them both great, honestly, yeah. for different it's reasons. It's a win yeah. for, for different reasons. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. I love it. But yeah, you're, no, they're, those guys are, that's the cream of the crop for action movie stars. It's just Denzel, you're right, Richard. Like, it's not just that he would have to do so many bad movies because he really doesn't make bad movies. His bad movies are like, well, that was a C plus. It's fine. But he also has the range to step out and be like, oh, I did a couple of lesser received movies in a row. Cool. I'm going to do Fences now and get an Academy Award nomination. You know, it's, it's, he's so, uh, he's so good and rangy that he can kind of step out of it. Whereas that's not something that Cruz is, is I don't I think capable of doing at this point. You know, Cruz's so, step out is uh <laughs> Rock of Ages, you know, or something like that. And just doesn't doesn't quite right. Well and he does it so effortlessly too. I mean bringing mm-hmm. it back to yeah. Equalizer 2. I mean that was to me that was the best scene of the movie where he pulls the kid out of the you mm-hmm. know kind of the high rise uh, apartment or whatever and he pulls him out of the escalator and he like schools him on you know do you want to get in this drug life or whatever that whole scene where he's yelling at him and he's like son this that like i'm sitting in the theater like i'm sorry sir i don't like, i've never <laughs> yeah. heard denzel before i'm like i'm sorry i, I apologize i know I, I, I don't I'm, i didn't mean to disappoint you sir yes yeah i want to plant that lady's garden i want to paint the fence <laughs> I, you know, so, yeah sorry sorry yeah, but he's yeah, got totally. that power that you know certainly Tom Cruise doesn't, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. but that's what Denzel brings, and he can slip so easily in and out of it, like yeah. on a whim. It seems like. Yeah, no, totally, totally agree, totally like, agree. Like only a Vin Diesel before him. Off <laughs> 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 uh, the same degree, those two. Yeah, I mean, say what you want about Denzel, he knows how to drink a Corona. No, yeah. <laughs> this is a movie. I it's a hard these are the worst ones and we always talk about this. Brian and I, I think we've talked about it on the show before. We always text about it like this is the worst kind of movie. We're so glad Shane's here to mix it up a little bit cuz God knows we're tired Kent. I mean, holy <laughs> cow. Man, if I have to hear one more story. You know, and he's always throwing his Emmys in our face, Brian. Yeah. It's like <laughs> jerk super about it. Like, jerk. oh, I knew Red Foo. Yeah, I, yeah. I knew, knew Red Foo. <laughs> yeah, he's always throwing his LMFAO <laughs> stuff in our face, and it's like, yeah, we get it. You knew Red Foo. Like, what? No, <laughs> no. But I, no, I, we love Kent. But I'm, just, I'm glad Shane's here to mix it up because these are the kind of movies we hate to do because it's like there's nothing wrong with Equalizer Two, nor is there yeah. really that much wrong with Equalizer One. Nor is there much right with it. <laughs> it just yeah. is a movie where it's so like, what do you we say about, about them ultimately? Right. You exactly. know? Let's yeah. just talk yeah. about how awesome Denzel is for 30 yeah, minutes perfect. because that's perfect. the way to do it. And by the way, I'm so glad he does these. I'm so glad he has a franchise. He should probably have mm-hmm. one more because gosh, you know, boy, if, if Jesse Eisenberg doesn't have a franchise with now you see me. And so Denzel <laughs> should definitely have one because he needs to be rich. I want Denzel to be as rich as possible. I want him f- and by the way, we've talked about this, Brian and I. I'll, we haven't talked about it with Shane. I know, Shane, you're not a big basketball head like me and Brian. But I don't mean to be dark here because I know you're a Batman guy. That's the one with the hoop, right? Where right, they... with the hoop. But you'll get this You'll get this as an L.A. guy and a Batman guy. At some point, I'm sorry, Jack Nicholson is going to die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course. Right. Denzel needs those seats. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, he deserves them. Yeah. That's who gets yeah. those seats. Can you agree with mm-hmm. that, Shane? Yeah, Denzel gets, gets the seats on courtside at Laker games. Like though, I mean, a lot of people like throw mm-hmm. Leo at me. Get out of here! Yeah, get out of here! Yeah, he Leo. might bring Toby McGuire. Yeah, we can't exactly. Him. We can't have Toby McGuire sitting next to freaking Rick. This isn't a Clippers game. Yeah. And also, also, when it comes to Leo, you don't get two things: you get courtside Laker seats, or you get yachting in a beach <laughs> with supermodels. Yeah. You get one or the other. You don't get right. two. Yeah, I, I don't want Eric Spolster having to deal with Toby McGuire. 
Yeah, that's, nobody wants. Sometimes he brings the bear. It's just it's, <laughs> it's awful. Honestly, I want yeah. Denzel and whoever Denzel's with. Maybe it's that weird guy that's uh, still the guy that's always with Jack. Um, oh man, he looks like Donald Sutherland, but he's not. His dad, his son, is a rapper. Whatever. Anyway, maybe him and Denzel share the seats. I don't know, but I want Denzel needs those seats, and so Shane, I'm, so you're going to sign our petition to change.org petition that <laughs> Denzel automatically gets those seats whenever Jack dies. Which hopefully yeah, is I'm in totally 20 years. Yeah. I'm not trying to be bleak here. Maybe no, old I'm, Denzel you know, in his what doing now. You see me seven. <laughs> Denzel's going to fill in for Morgan. He's going to be the new eye needing cash. I don't know. Okay. By the way, as senior <laughs> Los Angeles correspondent of, yeah. of the Mad About Movies podcast, I can officially confirm out of 13 people I've talked to, no one knows who LeBron James is. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I'm teasing. I'm wow. Teasing. <laughs> but That's all think. about the change with Space Jam 2. Yeah, people are talking about it, I guess. <laughs> but you all know who J.R. Smith is, and that's what counts. Right. So anyway, right. so Equalizer, let's break this down a little bit. We'll do five minutes on it, and then we'll talk about how awesome Denzel is for five more minutes. Does that sound good? <laughs> Everyone in? Yeah. Cool. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So this picks up right where the last one didn't leave off, because there was really no... I just felt like this was another action movie add-on to the first one. Uh, there's a little bit of pot development between the two movies, but not a whole lot. They didn't really bother with it, which, by the way, I respect. Get the, keep getting those checks. Right. Fine with that. Yeah. Uh, Brian, what did you think about this in relation to the first one? Better, worse, the same? I think it's better. Not like by leaps and bounds or anything, but there's it's a little more um, refined. It's not trying to do as much, which I like. Plot-wise, it is. Plot-wise, there's more to it. But uh, I feel like Equalizer 1... Maybe there was some thought that it was going to be better than it was, and we're trying to do better things with it. Whereas this one, it's like, yeah, okay, we kind of know what this is, and Denzel definitely knows what this is. So let's just let's just roll with it. And it was, I don't know, I like uh, I like the kind of uh, burn notice of this series as a whole. Like if they go into a third oh, one, a fourth one, a fifth Bruce one, Campbell I, involved. I'm, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> um, I'm That's I don't know. Him. I I, I kind of like the idea of Denzel just. <laughs> like roaming the world and writing wrongs for the little guy. That's that's fun. I can get it. I can get behind that. I was less interested in the deep plot with uh, Pedro Pascal and so on, but and Melissa Leo and everything. And I have no clue why Bill Pullman is in this movie. It's <laughs> so weird. And uh, Melissa Leo, by the way. But yeah, uh, like yeah. I mean, I'm all for. She's a great actress and does a really great performance. Like every three years now, she's kind of that person for us. She's fabulous. Yeah. But uh-huh. like, and so I'm all. In favor of her uh, getting them checks, so to speak. So maybe, <laughs> right. okay, 65 sure. million budget. Let's just say yeah. Denzel got 20 when you throw in back end. If Melissa Leo and Bill Pullman got seven, eight million combined, like that's great. I'm sure. totally pro that because yeah, I'm sure yeah, they have fine. cool houses, right? They yeah. seem like people I, that would have cool I homes. I think that <laughs> Melissa Leo and Denzel must be friends because I, I don't have it pulled up in front of me anymore, but I feel like they've done three or four films yeah. together, and I don't feel like that's a coincidence at this point. I think sure. the two of them just must enjoy hanging out together. Yeah, could be. And at least she serves a plot point. Like, she's a, she's a good uh, MacGuffin for Bill Pullman doesn't need to be in the, Like, you could replace him with... I don't know, somebody who does commercials for McDonald's or something. It would make no difference whatsoever. It's very, and, you know, hey, get those checks. I'm da, da, my da, president, da, da, you know what I mean? Uh, United States. So I'll, it's our independence I'll, uh, day. I'll let it, 
<laughs> I'll let him have it. It's just it's it's funny, but I like him. I like Denzel just writing wrongs for the little guy. That's a fun that's a fun bit. It lets him kind of what you were saying, Shane. It lets him tap into uh, his okay. true to life okay. personality, or at least the persona that he has put out there. I've never heard anybody say anything uh, bad about Denzel Washington. I think it, it seems like he lives the walks the walk and talks the talk, but um he it's fun it's it's kind of interesting to see him kind of tap into that that the uh advice and the father figure and all this sort of stuff while also you know rescuing a girl from turkey or whatever i, uh, I was at that. the pool I, like that. I don't have a pool in my building in my condo building no pool big downer of my place but i'm very social and so i know about between seven and nine gate codes to get into other people's pools within about a three minute walking distance of my place because I, you know, I get to know people. I give them a couple, you know, I make them a sandwich or I give them a beer or something and I get their access, their gate code. This is going somewhere, I promise, Brian. And so I'm at the pool the other day and, uh, and so we're, uh, I'm hanging out with some random strangers at my friend's pool and uh we're talking to them and they were ta- we were talking about Los Angeles and they said yeah it was the craziest thing in Los Angeles about 5 years ago we were there and this is a girl and she said I have a friend she texts me she's like I'm going up to this pool party up in the Hollywood Hills you can bring your boyfriend it's no big deal come on up and so we they drive up into the hills whatever and it's this beautiful kind of mansion very like Italian style Shane knows it well living in LA uh, very I own kind of, three. You own three different villas. <laughs> He's a big villa guy. There's the well. What a, a lot of people don't know who maybe live in other parts of the country. Uh, real estate in Los Angeles super cheap, right, Shane? Like mm-hmm. just easy to <laughs> get everybody to move out there quickly. It's yeah. crazy. My butler was just complaining about the fact <laughs> that he cannot afford the the shack that's out in my backyard. Really? The rent's too high. <laughs> the rent's too high. You will you charge him rent to butler you? <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's weird because his name's uh, Gerald, but you only call him Alfred. I, 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 he he will not answer to any other name. Yeah. So anyway, they go to this house. It's beautiful, and it's all the uh, and and they're hanging out in the pool, and they're like, "Whose house is this?" They're like, "Oh, it's Denzel's." And uh, apparently, he just <laughs> lets people hang out in his pool. Like he'll put together cool pool parties. He and his wife. So that made me like Denzel even more than I like Denzel. Guy. Yeah, what he guy. loves he and he was not there, and he was cool with it, and it was all approved. <laughs> and he came and said hi at the end. It was like waved everyone, enjoy the pool. It's your house. Drinks inside, and I was like, man, what a gem. Makes me, you know what I mean? That's the kind the of guy best. we all hope to be. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And you can just say, oh, it's Denzel, and. Every single person in the world is like, whoa, I know exactly who that is. There's no, there's no, uh, oh, Denzel who? I, I'm yeah. not familiar with that. Oh, what's great is the girl was like, it was funny. I was talking to the girl and her, I think it was her fiance. She was like, oh, this is so cool. We're in Denzel's pool. And the guy's immediate reaction was like, we need to leave immediately. Like, I'm very, <laughs> you know, what I mean, very male reaction. Yeah. Like, I'm very yeah. sorry. I'm going to throw $200 just on the ground <laughs> and just leave. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's good. So it was so all right, we'll go to grades here. Uh equalizer two. We'll start with Shane. Give your final thoughts and uh and a grade. Uh jeez. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. B B minus? I mean just somewhere <laughs> in that ballpark. Question mark after the grade. I wish this was on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Like it's just... like it's a tomato with a question mark next to it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just, I don't know, there's nothing really, I don't want to give it a minus, because there's nothing really particular, actually, you know what, B minus officially, here's why, I was going to give it a B, 
my mother specifically who was listening to the podcast. Hi, Dad, mom. What's up? Hey. Yeah. She specifically requested I pass along a note onto the show, which is she saw this movie and she said that the storm scene at the end was ridiculous and the storm <laughs> was way overplayed. And there's never been a storm that was that powerful. So you know what? Thanks, well, she mom. She didn't see Geostorm, I guess. <laughs> yeah, or, or Hurricane, hurricane Heist. heist. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So Got I me. guess F dub. What up? Hey. <laughs> so B minus uh, equalizer two. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go C plus on this. I I struggled to give this a, a B just because it's so silly and all of that. I'm gonna go a C plus, which is a grade I've not given too many times. Which, by the way, if this was Rotten Tomatoes, it would definitely be a tomato. It would not be a smush Rotten Tomato. Still very passable, still worth seeing, but probably worth seeing on an airplane, which is sure. where I see most movies. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brian, what about you? Yeah, I, I'm right there with you guys. It, from I came in at either C plus or B minus. I'll, I'll go B minus for Denzel. Yeah. Um, you know what? The, I think maybe the the biggest issue with this. This movie and this franchise as a whole is that uh, Antoine Fuqua is not a good director, and he has made one, one movie, one very, movie. very good movie, and a bunch of very, very not good movies, and very few in between. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like uh, I think these that are his in between, really. Yeah, that's that's a good point. It's it's a I don't know. I, I I'm sure. Uh, obviously, Denzel likes to work with him, and I'm sure he feels some loyalty for towards him just for. Uh, training day and and everything that was done there but i think if you could hand this if you could do a kit what uh what shane was suggesting of like handing these off to different directors and writers that'd be great but if you can't do that i'd like to see it in the hands of somebody else because i just think there's i just think there's more that can be done with this franchise if uh if they really want it to be be done that way you know but it maybe they're just content to print some money and walk away but i'd i'd like for these to be B plus movies instead of C plus movies or, or right. you know, whatever. Well, we got a we B-. got a C plus and a couple B minuses, and I guess that just sunglasses on. Equals out. <laughs> the Equalizer <laughs> 2. Hey-o. In theaters Ow. now. <laughs> got them. That's why I get see, everyone s- sleeps on me. Can't always host these, and I'm bringing heat. I'm bringing Gene Siskel S puns to this like you've never <laughs> seen before. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. So uh, we got a couple uh, B B minuses and one C plus, and a uh, very adequate movie. It sounds like, but hey, Denzel. So go see it. You should definitely go see it because, gosh, this world is crazy, and who knows how many more of these Denzel movies. I'm not trying to be dark, but like you know, he could just retire tomorrow. And how mm-hmm. many of these Denzel? He doesn't have anything on his slate right now. How many Denzel movies do you have? You should definitely appreciate everyone you can because that dude is a movie star and a gem. So we mm-hmm. will be right back, uh, my best friends, and I consider every listener of the show a best friend, with some weekly recommends. Weekly recommends. All right, we are back. Uh, this is a uh, our weekly recommend section. We don't have Kent uh, in hand, but we have Shane, who has a recommend chambered. And Shane, you are a guest this week, so I guess we'll uh, we'll start with you. What's your weekly recommend? Uh, so my weekly recommend is Mission Impossible Six. I uh, oh. 
studio uh, astute listeners can do the math i work for a particular studio in hollywood i saw mission possible six this afternoon and i gotta tell you guys it's great it lives oh, up to the reviews that you're so hearing nice yeah i mean it's 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 well written it's well acted and the stunts are just insane like i don't know how tom cruise isn't dead at this point because the <laughs> stuff that he's putting himself through is crazy so mission impossible absolutely lives up to the hype totally worth going to see get out there and see it if you can Awesome, can't man. wait, man. Can't wait. Oh, that's great. So I mean, yeah. You, as, do you have that movie draft, Brian? Was that yours? I do. I do have it. Yeah, I do. So, it's my lasso. I need it. I need it to be great, and I want it to be great. I need that, so and I need perfect. the Meg, and we should all root against Kent in the movie draft. Actually, I want to root against you, though, because your punishment of Gotti and or Battlefield Earth <laughs> solo episode is so much worse. And what do we even do for Kent? I don't even know. What uh, grown up, grown ups two, that we, he did like a day ago. It, was, it took him a year to muster the courage. I'm okay. Brian for all the listeners. Hold on, hold there. on, Shane. Hold on, oh. Brian. Idea. Let's mm-hmm. make him do mm-hmm. grown ups two again. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to come up with another forty five minutes. Yeah, you so, can't repeat yourself, or it doesn't count. You gotta yeah. try again. I'll listen to it. And make sure that would be a great bit, right? <laughs> he has to do it again. Very. Yes. All right, that might be the move. That might be <laughs> grown ups too again. Solid. All right. Anyway, Shane, you were saying? Well, no. Who's who's ahead now in the movie poll? Like, like give the listeners a, a check in on who's. I don't have an update from. I haven't added in like Mamma Mia yet, and so that will change things because it randomly was apparently very good yeah. by uh, Rotten well, Tomato De- scores. Dead that Street gets people hyped. Spoiler alert. I mean, helps me. Um, <laughs> but last... She just Ricky in a flash herself right into Mamma Mia. Yeah. yeah. Hey-o. Yeah, Man, that's a nice... That's a sunglasses right there. <laughs> Richard leading by a fair margin. He was at 145 mm-hmm. as of a couple weeks ago. 145 points. 110 of which came from Incredibles 2. Kent yeah. was at 116 points. 102 of which came from Avengers Infinity War. So I was stuck with the short end of the stick. Because Jurassic World did not do well for uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Sure. I have 27 points at the moment. Uh, no, but, I, have, I have 31 points at the moment. But, but you uh, have... I still have two big movies coming. So, yeah, he still Mamma has... Mia and Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible and Mamma Mia, he still has. And then I have the Meg. Yeah. So I Kent think... has Slenderman or whatever goes Which in may its not... place. I think we make him. I think we got to make him stick with Slenderman. I don't think we... kind of... he drafted it. <laughs> Sorry, he didn't get released. You didn't do your research, bro. Research, bro. Yeah, no, I kind of agree. I kind yeah, of agree. The, we'll I'm... see it. And even though I'm still, I still think he's going to beat you. And I'm so excited for Gotti, the solo episode. <laughs> <laughs> and don't you dare do some kind of bit. You review that thing for forty minutes. All right, no bit. You got. You know what you gotta do. You gotta make him just make sure that the review is long as long as the movie. <laughs> oh gosh, you do that's... not talk about Travolta for thirty minutes and how many you don't like him. I don't care. We all know. You review that movie, Brian, and you take notes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brian, what's your weekly recommend? My weekly recommend is a documentary that's been on Netflix uh, for a couple years. I've been meaning to get to. It's been on the queue and just haven't gotten around to it. This last weekend. Uh, Wife and I were out of town and uh, was and did not have cable, so I was just watching whatever I could pull up on Netflix and Amazon and stuff. And I watched. Uh, it's called "I'll Be Me." It's a it's a documentary about Glenn Campbell mm, and his uh, his kind of last tour 
as he battled with uh, with Alzheimer's. Yeah. And it is Beautiful. an incredibly good documentary and very touching and, and somber and uh, heartbreaking at times, but but also um, very I don't know. It was it was uh, in some in some ways inspiring, and I, I enjoyed. I always like a good music documentary and kind of getting yeah. the backstory on some guys. For Georgia Line, that, uh, exactly <laughs> on yeah, tour. That was that was a great. This one. is how we roll. Is one of the best <laughs> documentaries. Uh, but yeah, like it, it's it's a lot of uh, it's a great backstory and has a it's very well put together documentary. So you get a lot of the behind the scenes, like the the old footage and pick home videos and stuff like that, as well as kind of intercut with him on tour as his mind is. I mean, literally, you're watching over the course of the film, you watch him deteriorate um, from someone who has passable dementia and Alzheimer's to towards the end of just like there's just not a whole lot left there and it's uh so it's 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 kind of sobering and not necessarily and a fun a doctor, but no, it's but very it is in a weird way beautiful poetic way. kind of humanizing sure sure and it's it's very well put together the guy the guy who did the doc who produced and directed doc is did an excellent job like it was it was very well done i was very impressed so that's uh that's, that's my recommend i'll be me on uh on netflix yeah i got another uh, richard what yeah, I got another sad one here on my end. You know, we lost Jonathan Gold, who's one of the great food writers in the country out of L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's featured in Ugly Delicious, which I think I recommended. But just watch it again. It's a great Netflix show. David Chang, Jonathan Gold, a bunch of people you know and like eating, Agreed. talking. Second recommend. Yeah, very good. Yeah, it's a great show. And Jonathan Gold is, is such a vital voice of not just food writing, but just writing, newspaper writing in general. And uh, super sad, diagnosed with pancreatic cancer like three weeks ago and, and, and dead in three weeks, which is just mm. just awful and, and scary and all that stuff. And it was such a great writer and such a great personality and such a great uh, Angelino, as Shane could say, like kind of a, you know, he's one of those guys that was just so distinctly Los Angeles. Um, a stalwart, like in, in the best yeah. way possible. Like he was just kind of always there. And just, you know, if Jonathan Gold reviewed a restaurant and he liked it, yeah, you were going to get some good eats for yeah, sure. exactly. And and the kind of guy, if you're in the food writing and in the food like I am, the kind of guy that's just as well to write a great recommend piece review of a taco truck as he is a five-star, four-star French restaurant. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Mm-hmm. No pretense about him. Like, good food is good food. So um, he'll be missed. He was such a great personality in, in not only – food writing but just journalism at large and and so kind of experience him i think it's the tacos or there's a mexican food episode of of ugly delicious um where dave chang and a bunch of people go to a bunch of taco trucks in la and and he's involved in it and uh and it was probably filmed nine months before he passed and and it's it's really really touching and beautiful and he was a really great uh uh great writer and so read his stuff as well. Go, it's all archived online, I'm sure. And there's a lot of great eulogies and stuff out there, but it's culture, right? He wrote that book. It's, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see it on my shelf, but I can't see that far away on my glasses on because I'm old, but he wrote a book called counterculture yeah. and it's about a Los Angeles cuisine. And yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. He, uh, he's one of those, man. I mean, it, it sucks that it takes someone passing to read all the great you know, think pieces on their work and their life and their persona. But this has been in it's I'd much rather have him alive writing. But if there's mm-hmm. any perk out of it, it's you've gotten some really great takes and 
and things on him being gone. We've lost with between him and Anthony Bourdain two really tight, two big titans of the food industry mm-hmm. um, or food writing industry uh, mm-hmm. and, and that will be tough to replace. And uh, uh, I'm, that's a big thing for me. I love reading about food and eating food and all that stuff. I don't use the, the uh, betrayal. I don't, I don't like the word foodie cause it's creepy, but I love food. And so um, it's, it's, it's a sad week, but uh, there's a lot of good stuff. Johnny gold out there. So, so check it out. Mm. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, well, no, no worries. Shane, we can find you Shane Byerly. We can on uh, the Facebook. That's your chosen social media of choice. Absolutely. I'm cool. too old to keep up with the rest well, of that stuff. Congrats like on the Trump. Congrats on the Trump victory. That's awesome. Me so Shane Byerly, my friend. Facebook. And, that's know. awesome. Yeah, you can add him. He'll add you back. He has a Batman picture. There's all kinds of good stuff. You can see <laughs> pictures of Shane and I when we were in eighth grade, probably on there. Shane's bowl cut was only slightly less cool than mine. Brian, where can I find you on social media? You can find me on the Twitter at Beagle12. You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com, where by the time, maybe not by the time this is published, but but certainly this week, I've got a uh, I've got a Tom Cruise piece that'll publish there. And, and also the Mad About Movies Podcast Spoiler. newsletter. Yeah, thanks, man. It was fun writing. Was, I like I like those types of uh I, I'm trying to write denser stuff in my off hours and I really enjoy writing that like the tom cruise stuff was just like oh this is fun this is a lot uh less daunting than some of the other crap that i'm working on so it was fun it was was a good piece so hopefully some people will enjoy it richard where can we find you i enjoyed it a great deal you can find me on all the social media instagram snapchat uh most importantly twitter uh at richard barden i did it i did an instagram story you've all missed it it's gone away and so did kent um on like i said instagram story on the mad about movies podcast page so add that you can get cool content with us you can ask us questions brian's gonna do one you gonna do one this week or i'll probably do one next week i'm uh i'm on the road next week and so i'll probably do one when i'm in the airport or something uh, so next week follow mad about movies podcast on instagram so you can brian's gonna put up a story that you can ask him with a little question thing favorite movies favorite mcgruber moment whatever you want to ask it's fun we've had a lot of fun (laughs) with that little tool Um, i like holes holes once Brian's done, we'll we'll wrap it back, and then Ken will do another one, and I'll do one, and then you could find us on on Patreon on the VIP yeah, feed. Man. It's a lot yeah. of fun. Uh, MadAboutMoviesPodcast.com slash VIP to sign up for that. We do a lot of custom content on there, including like custom stories, like Instagram type stories on there, and it's obviously it, custom Every episodes. Funny. Brian, thank you, Shane. That's so nice. Brian and I just did a Step Brothers episode. That's going to be just on that feed. We do an extra episode a week, so you get f- three to four episodes a month uh on that on that feed uh that you don't get here so sign up for that as little as a dollar a week to get that comp get that content it's all good stuff uh kent you can find him at kent garrison or kent garrison.com all that stuff he'll be back next week big shouts to ken out there in training camp we'll be hey he's gonna be out in your time zone shane you guys need to grab a uh coffee or something that'd be a good time for you guys, yeah, we you, should. For you nerds, he's up in Oxnard. Yeah, there's there's some there's some valley to be met in between. You can meet him in Ventura. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, but but good time. See, what you got to do is you got to go up the you four. Got, five yeah, you got to take the four up. What are you doing here? But anyway, thanks for listening to our nonsense on the Equalizer. We will be back next week, Brian. What are we reviewing? Next week's Mission Impossible Six Fallout. Can't wait. I've heard it's terrible. I heard Good the right stuff. Good stuff, folks. I'm excited. We're pumped. We we ride for cruise and we ride for Paramount. Okay.
next week, madaboutmoviespodcast.com. We will be checking out Mission Impossible Fallout and all that good stuff. Shane, thanks for coming on. Brian, pleasure as always. And we will see all of you at the cinema. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face They're making me ya-ya yeah, yeah. The silence is rambling